Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to brelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Fatality. Hundred seventeen million, whatever episode of Movie Guys podcast. Uh, tonight we're talking about Allied. This is Jordan along with Eric and Ed. How are you guys doing this Howdy. evening? Not too bad. Not too bad. I didn't know. Realize we did that many shows. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I, I, I what? I guess I've been absent for a few. Time flies when you're having fun, man. I yeah. Guess so because it's going to be our year soon. I'm excited for this. It's going to be our year already. I cannot believe that. Gonna be a good time. Dad, do you remember our first review? Duh, Star Wars. No, Eric. Do you oh, that's first right. Movie? That was like the that was the unofficial first one. We did, we did one before that. I forgot. Yeah, well, we did. Eric, do you remember what it was? Uh, wasn't it like a? It was it a horror movie? It wasn't a new movie, right? It was a. It was a newish movie. It was it was it was Howl. It was Werewolves on a Train. That was the first one. Was that mm-hmm. was that our first official one? No, 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 because we talked about it beforehand oh wait and that's right we talked shit about the movie so hard that the director didn't end up coming on right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we ruined it for ourselves yeah i went on twitter and i said yeah you know i want to i we're, we're gonna review a movie we want to interview and he's like okay and then you know this movie sucked this movie sucked yeah. and he was, was like Fuck dog shit the director come on on our show get him out here <laughs> note <laughs> to selves do not shit on movie before interviewing director only after yeah <laughs> But yes, but yes, our first official review was Star Wars. But yes, our year's almost coming up, and uh, we got some big surprises for that later on. But tonight we're talking about Ally. This movie has tanked in the box office, like all Oscar bait pretty much is. Yeah, that's that really is a thing, right? Like Oscar, that does that piss you guys off? That like, like usually the Oscar uh, nominated movies usually tend to not do well. No, well, it's because it's all politics. Like Oscar movies are po- are political. You know, you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, they it, very much are. The the good movies, the great movies, don't get nominated because well, I mean, some of them do. Some of them are pretty good. You know what I mean. I'm not saying the ones that are aren't good, but you know, it's it's all about politics for for the Oscars. Yeah. No, it is. It definitely is. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not bothered by it though because it's not what the general audience wants to see. And where do they make their money? Or when they make the announcements of these are the movies that are nominated. Yeah, well, my wife and I do. You know, when they were like Tom Hanks and uh, not Sully, but the movie Captain Phillips. Yeah. When my wife and I got the uh, Oscar list of that being nominated, we were like, we're going to go see this movie and see why it's good. So, And we spent money to go see it on the Red Box. So, you know. And there are but, people, uh, there are groups that, Oscar groups, that they're just like, okay, well, uh, we have to go see all the nominated 
movies, and then we can, you know, talk about it and have our own little. We can be in the know. Absolutely. I mean, this. Uh, but Allied was made for eighty-three million, and it's only grossed fifty-three so far. Fifty-three. Fifty-three Ugh. mil so far. Where are you reading that at? I'm seeing opening weekend was like at thirteen. Okay, and, I'll and pull up Wikipedia war, then, because I was. Well, no, you're you might be more accurate than mine, but I'm I'm seeing that it didn't even cross that. It's not even halfway. Yeah. Yeah, it says here on mm-hmm. Wikipedia that it was made for eighty-five million, and the box office has been fifty-three point seven million. I wonder if uh, Robert Zemeckis just went onto Wikipedia and we just like edit. <laughs> Actually, we made fifty something million. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Robert Zemeckis. He has an interesting career. He made four good movies, in my opinion, and other than that, it's just been shit. Are, are you referring to the, uh, the back, the Back to the Future series? Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about Back to the Future one and two. I'm talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Forrest Gump. Amazing. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Flight could, Flight was good. Didn't he direct that or something? Yeah, I liked I like Contact as well. I'm looking at his, his I have his thing right here too. I, I Castaway was all right. Polar Cast Express was, okay. was fucking weird as shit. So was Beowulf. Now Beowulf was terrible. You know what? Actually, right there is a Polar Express and Beowulf. He was just like, you know what? I like computers too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castaway, <laughs> we're forgetting that was great. I just said that, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Romancing the Stone, used cars. Come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, this guy's resume is is very hit and miss. Now he's just a director for hire. He made his trilogy. He made his Back to the Future trilogy. But all he has to do, he made Forrest Gump. He's done. People shit on Forrest Gump all the time. But, hell, I went out and bought it on Blu-ray in the $5 bin Why at Walmart. Why would they shit on Forrest Gump? If anything, they should shit on Benjamin Button for doing the exact same thing. Just backwards. Well, be- yes. because it's David Fincher, and you do not shit on David Fincher, sir. Sure. That's why. So I think the reason why this movie tanked is because I – to kind of give everybody the behind-the-scenes of what goes on at Movie Guys podcast, I, I do the scheduling. You know, hey, these are the movies that are coming out. What do you guys want to do? And we cherry-pick, and we set the dates. I didn't know this movie was coming out until two weeks ago. There was no advertisements. Nothing on Facebook. There was no. nothing on TV. I didn't see any effort for a, for, for a Brad Pitt World War II movie. This was not marketed at all. No, they save a lot for they save a lot of the PR money for the um, for the for the the Hollywood schmooze money, right? I guess. Yeah, I mean, the only the only times I remember seeing trailers for it, to be honest, is when we went to other movies in the past couple of months. I saw tra- I saw previews for it. Wow. But I never that, remember nothing. seeing it. No, I mean, like there was, there was nothing. I'm seeing more trailers for the upcoming Will Smith drama than I have the best. But yeah, that's just like tis the season here. I mean, where all these movies right now because it's it's coming up. Like look at the other movies that are probably going to be Oscar contenders too. That they really didn't get all PR. Uh, Rules don't apply. Eternal <laughs> Animals. Uh, um, Allied, of course, and then uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Like these are getting oh, like sm- small little like you know blips and stuff like that, but the big ones it's holiday movies. Everyone's gonna go see Mo- uh, Moana or Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them or Doctor Strange or Trolls. You know they're they're gonna go see those movies or Almost Christmas, which is uh, another black comedy. It looks like 
Edge of or they're like me, and they're, they're saving that. up to go see Star Wars ten times. Yeah, or, I mean, or, so or they're like, going to see Office Christmas Party. But like Ugh. these, yeah, exactly, which just opens up this this week. But these are like movies that, yeah, exactly. So these are all like it's it's Christmas. People want lighthearted. That's what sells. Stuff like that. So something like Manchester by the Sea with Casey Affleck, uh, which probably be another contender for you know another in the running at least. No one's gonna hear about that. No one's gonna shit about that one. Uh, um, Ed, uh, not Ed, Eric, can you do me a favor? Because I want to see. Because I have a, I have a theory here. Can you look up uh, on Wikipedia Hacksaw Ridge? What was the budget? And how much they made in the box office? This is a legitimate point. If I'm right on this, I'm curious. <clears throat> Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, I'll do gross. Because I'm starting to think of something here, and I'm not going to show my hand until I get the numbers. Because I have a thought. Uh oh. Jordan has a thought. Looks like it made it's made seventy one point six thus far, and its budget was forty. Yep. Okay, so it's made seventy one. It's made more money than Allied, and it was budget was half of Allied, and it was more of an action film than Allied. I would say. Sure. So this I'm is my sure theory. This is my theory. People don't care about Brad Pitt anymore. I think his star starting to. How dare starting you. To I'm sorry, but I mean, everybody wants to go see the young hot stars, and right now, that is uh, Andrew Garfield. He just came off of Spider-Man, which was a big success the past two movies. He's not playing Spider-Man anymore. This is his first movie since Spider-Man that I can think of, and everybody wants to go see this. I mean, think about it. Think about the marketing real quick. you got a World War II movie starting a young, hot, up-and-coming actor, Andrew Garfield, about how he doesn't want to shoot guns in a country that just be like Trump. And it's made more money than a Brad Pitt drama mystery spy World War II movie. Now, no, you would think the Brad no. Pitt movie would be more successful. Time out. No, no, no. I, I, I see where you're going with this, but a few things. One, Hacksaw Ridge was Mel Gibson's return, quote unquote. His return to directing after calling all, all the Jews, money grubbing, whatever the hell, and it's called his <laughs> his daughter and, and ex girlfriend all you know whores and pigs and shit like that. But uh, the other part is that that made rounds, a lot of rounds, and that was getting a, a buzz well before it hit theaters, at film festivals and canes. Hexel Ridge that is. Um, the other part too is that this movie Allied, I think people were just like, oh, it's Brad Pitt. Doing another Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Mm. Because yeah, that's a possibility. It's basically it's basically what it is. They're just like, hey, what if we made Mr. and Mrs. Smith into a wartime drama instead? And that's, that's Which basically is, what it. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between the two. Is this the movie where him and Angelina Jolie divorced on too? Yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah. So he's repeating what he did 11 years ago because in 2004, 2005, when he made Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he divorced Jennifer Aniston and started hooking up with Angelina Jolie. Is he going to hook up with this with this, with this, this um, co-star here? I, it's hard to pronounce did, her name. I, I can't. Um, Marianne Colliard? Colliard? Mm-hmm. Coltiard? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce it. I, I'm so, not even going to try. I'll butcher but, uh, but, yeah, Academy Award winner. Um, but no, I, I doubt that. I think she's, she's, she has more Oscars than him, but I think that she, <laughs> she does. I think that, uh, I think she's, 
Like married with kids, though. Ladies, if this theory That's is never true, stopped Hollywood people. Think about this, ladies. Obviously. For the next for the next eleven years, go after Brad Pitt. For the next eleven years, you're gonna adopt a bunch of children. You're <laughs> gonna be on the cover of every magazine. They're gonna they're going to spice your mm. names together. You know, like case stew or whatever. Well, let's, and uh, uh, you know, let's get into the movie. Bra- it'd be the, Brad well, Young. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Brad Young. Yeah, let's get into the movie. So, World War Two. He's a Canadian. What? Because I was shocked he was Canadian, but he's a Canadian what now? He's a spy. He's a spy, man. It works. I know, but they called it something else, though. Fuck, what do they call it? Wing oh, commander. like, like, well, he was he was like a pilot that whenever the spy agency would call on him, he would have to go. Okay, yeah, he was a Canadian intelligence officer. Max. Max is his name. Okay, so Brad Pitt is playing Max. Was I the only douchebag in the theater as soon as he went to Casablanca, I was like, are they remaking Casablanca? <laughs> well, I just called see, there was there. I had a talker in the theater, guys. So everything that you're thinking, like the dumbest things possible, this guy literally said and ruined it for everybody. Oh, Did no. Really? Yeah, like those the type of people who do that, you know, it's like the people who think they're think they're smarter than everybody. They're pointing out the obvious. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, look, this, you know, but he's, they're po- he's pointing it out and it's obvious. And it's like, you're, bro, like, it's, you're either, it's either obvious or you're wrong. And he's just an idiot. I hate it. I, I hated my experience. But he pointed that out that, you know, he had said, is it Casablanca really? We're going to fucking make Casablanca again, is what he said. Yeah. That's, hmm. yeah. that's dumb. Sorry. You know sorry what? I had to go through, go through that. Was it, was it Jordan sitting behind you? <laughs> it was <laughs> nice all the way down in Pennsylvania. You um, drove over there just to make your theater going experience that much more shittier. Yes, I am the new Kyle's dad. I must troll. ruin Ed's movie going experience. <laughs> um, Eric, I agree with you that this is kind of like Mr. Mr. Smith, but this is also kind of like Casablanca in a way, too. Not just because it's in Casablanca, but it kind of follows the same story arc a little bit. It's not on the nose like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but it's pretty damn close, right? So uh, it starts off, yeah, yeah. the movie starts off uh, right off the bat with uh, Mission Start. And Brad Pitt, uh, Pear, Pear jumps in, and already we're, we're going. Here, here's the information, here's your passports, here's the suit. You meet this person here, she's your wife, and they're off and running. And the mission's going, the objective is clear, kill these people at this time. And it was a pretty good spy movie to that part. I, I enjoyed it very much. And the yes. two characters uh, on the mission, because of how uh, how high, uh, ex- how high top secret this is, how high, highly dangerous it is too, um, with their lives, they end up kind of uh, falling in love and getting married. And they're just like, you know what? We shared something. Let's go and get married instead. By the way, that lovemaking scene in the car during the sandstorm, I, I about just whipped it out right there, boys. <laughs> that was good. It was a great <laughs> scene. That was probably the best scene of the whole movie. And I was like, this is getting is this real fun? hot and heavy, man. This is like getting back to the Cinemax days, Red Shoe Diaries. This is like some hot, <laughs> hot soft core porn here. Yeah, well, where's David Duchovny when you need him? It's fantastic. It's like, damn. Nice. I mean, we don't need the, um, it was actually very well done. I mean, like the sound, actually, the engineer on that, because the more intense, the, the more vigorous that the passion got, 
the uh, the more sand would blow into their car. That's <laughs> not all that was blowing. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, as you can tell, I barely even look at ratings anymore because I'm a 30 year old man. But was this R? Yeah. Okay. More than there, they already had more than two Fs, so it was like it's pretty okay, easy. Okay, so say. was I. So they fall in love, and then they have a they they also have a daughter named Anna. Yes. And then mm-hmm. and then they decide to move back to London, and their lives are Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Everything is perfectly fine, but somebody oh god um, this this this. Special executive officer, whatever they call him. Say it, man. What's his name? But they call him like a special operations ex- executive guy. What's his name? Uh, From the Sector V? Is that you talking about? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. The guy who tells him that his wife is a spy. Now, did you guys actually think that she was a spy? Or do you think this movie was going to fuck with you? Um, I thought I actually thought it would sort of fuck with you for a little bit. Like you'd have like the rest of the movie, you'd be sort of wondering if it were the case, which ends up being that way. But I thought they would do more, you know, like he'd follow her or something, you know, or there'd be some something going on that you'd see and then they would take it away. You know, they they tried that a little bit with like the dude with the fucking pipe. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a trigger right there. Yeah. But, like, they didn't do it well. Like, it was tiny little spots, but he didn't, like, it was just more like a, I'm going to disprove it. I know it's true, but I'm going to disprove it kind of thing versus him finding out. Kind of making Would it have been a, better a romantic if Brad Pitt was the spy? You mean, like, he's the bad guy versus versus his wife? Yeah, you, would have been better. No, no, no. I, I, will, I will say this because there were were parts where I was just like, okay, I understand what it was going on. He's 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 torn because he very much loves this woman, and it's it's nice uh, that in this part because you are suspicious of her, of what she said in the beginning, where she plays the part, she plays it very convincing. She she uses real emotion that way; it's real, um, and that's very convincing in that part. And it's nice to know that her love actually was very real, that that part was real. Everything else is that she was just, as they said, kind of forced into it, pigeonholed into it. But sure. his sister, plays by uh, Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan, um, I had originally thought when he first told her about the, the blue dye operation, the, the plan to expose his wife to being a spy that they originally presented him to, when he first told her, I thought that she was going to be the leak. Oh, uh, kind of, kind of the the never expected kind of thrown off, or that her girlfriend would be the leak, you know. But uh, the parts there would be like, well, they wouldn't have gotten the information that he would have uh, wrote down um, after getting the phone call, you know, the the actual blue dye ingredient mm-hmm. in the operation, the information that was set to be leaked. But I, that's what I thought that it, it was. Um, going to be someone else other than her, than her. Yeah, I mean, they were... I, I agree that I sort of felt like they would do something. But, you know, can I just add this in here real quick? Because I'm just now thinking about it. Did either of you also think that Brad Pitt sucked in this movie? Like, he's a really no, good I actor. I thought he sucked. It wasn't his greatest. I mean, it wasn't his greatest, but, I mean, like, I mean, he was not unbearable i mean it was just brad pitt doing a brad pitt role to me i didn't i mean think he, nothing of it 
uh, he just he, he just felt dull to me and he's like when i like world war z that movie's not that good of a movie but he was really good in it he, you like you believed it you know and like oceans the ocean series he's perfect in that those are his best roles but like uh i just felt i just didn't feel him in this movie yeah, I you know what though, like I I could feel I agree with you. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I think that it's more challenging because a lot of it, it was uh, accents. He doesn't do well with accents, and the other part was <laughs> uh, he he doesn't. That, that, I mean, you can go back to the whole uh, snatch movie. It's uh, true, and that's that's why he yeah. played the Pikey because he couldn't do any other accent. <laughs> that's uh, true, but uh, um, a lot of it was was nonverbal a- uh, acting. A lot of facial emotions, a lot of just kind of uh, a, a different type of acting, you know, because mm-hmm. you you had to feel and play with the silence a bit more. When he first got the news, he had to come home awkward. He had to play a different character, so he's essentially playing two characters. One is the kind of the the, the loving father that is in love with the uh, uh, the the girl uh, Marianne, uh, and then the other one is the one who's his spy intuition. So it's, it's difficult. We got, we got a lot, but I understand the range wasn't all there. There should have been more to kind of express it a bit more. And, and yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about that. And what'd you guys think about the, the, that, the, that, that he overheard a conversation and they were saying that, Oh, fuck me. Sorry. Train of thought. Uh, the, he overhears a conversation and he was thinking that maybe this whole thing could be a test because this is leading up to the events of D-Day. Did you guys like the fact that they brought in D-Day, one? And then two, would you have gone with it if this whole thing could have actually been a test? At the end? Well, they had to try to throw you off. You know what I mean? It just they – did, they, they, they did that that bit for like 30 seconds, you know? You know what? Oh, yeah, yeah that's, I get that's that. That's a good but... point, though. If, you're, if they would have added a lot more of the V sector – into this because that, I had a lot of questions about it. I understand that's like secret, you know, uh, um, you know, the, the secret department there, but like, yeah, you're, you're already going into enemy is us versus them, you know, UK rest of Europe versus Nazis. And that's what it is. But we don't know what, yeah, what the, the whole V sector thing was. Yeah, you're right. They could have actually played a little bit more uh, suspense or added a third character in the whodunit by uh, playing them a bit more, mm-hmm. because what? I, because honestly, why? Why I liked this movie, why I let the theater going. It's not bad. It's because it was straightforward. I mean, so many times anymore, we get the movies where it's like your wife's a spy, and you're like, oh my god, she is. And then, and at the end of the movie, you're it's it's actually you, but you're dead, and this is actually purgatory, and you know, like you know what I mean, like all these weird freaking twists. I like the fact that they call it out in the movie. Your wife's a spy. He doesn't believe it. Eventually he does, and she is a spy, and this happens. Like, it's straightforward, and that's what I liked about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you're right. right to the, you know, this is where you – they're pushing you, not pulling you in the direction. They're pushing you, in, you know. Yes. In that direction, and it's uh, – it, it was good It because – it yeah, exactly. It, you don't – other parts of the movie you, you need to guess at, but not this part. Yes. Yes, I just, I don't know, like, that, that's one of the things that I liked about it. Uh, what about the fact that we find out that, you know, that, okay, I don't know if I like this part, but people that he knows in his daily life are, 
are actually German spies along with her. For that, I don't know if I did. Minor characters. Yeah, like I didn't care about them. I didn't one, – not one bit. Well, okay. The reason why that I'm asking is because I'm I'm into a big show right now. Um, Man in the High Tower. No, no, no. But it's the uh, it's the uh, family one where they're Russian spies in America. The Americans. Americans. Yeah. They're Americans. That's why I kind of wanted this to be in a way, you know, where it's like, you know, what if she is a spy? And she is a spy. But what if he's actually a spy too? as a bad guy spy, and they're both bad and they don't realize, you know, that they're both bad guys. Ah, uh, twist the twist. Yeah, like, I kind of would have liked that more. Uh, but, you know, but but again, it's fine. I mean, like, you know, but but uh, he, flies, he flies to France to get this drunk guy to break into jail with the resistance, to get this drunk guy about, you know, uh, uh, I was confused on this part. Something about a piano. The reason why is because <clears throat> uh, in the beginning, of the, the first half of the movie, uh, they talk about the events of what happened uh, of a mission in Paris, where his group was supposed to have been uh, uh, saved or rescued or escorted out, but instead they were left to to die instead. And they were supposed to be escorted by, um, I don't know if it was supposed to be by Marianne or by someone else instead. But either way, a few of the characters, like the one guy who lost half his face, he was a part of that company. And he was deserted by, by Max. Uh, I think I'm getting these details right. But either way, there's okay. some people there. Uh, um, and the character, Marianne, was a was a new to the group. So she came in and was just like, hey, I'm supposed to get you guys out of here. And then takes them all out and you know something else happened instead. The reason why there was suspicion is because nobody had met who Marianne was prior to that. So she could have been completely... Uh, someone different than the contact originally, in which it turns out that she was. And so um, the guy he rescued in jail was one who knew the old Marianne, who was a part of the the leak, the introduction group just to, to tell the Secret Service to be like, hey, I know this person on the inside, her name's Marianne, she's going to help us out. And like, okay, cool. And then, because... then, then we find out that the original Marianne actually was killed, and uh, the whole reason why Brad Pitt went to go wake up the guy in jail was to be, hey, is this the Marianne? Here's the photo. Is this the Marianne that you know? And obviously drunk guy probably can't see. was just like, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, she can do this. She can do this. She can do this. And she can also play the piano. And then he's like, wait a second. My wife can't play the piano. So. And then he, ta- and then he goes back to London and he asks her to play at the pub and she can't. Yeah, she can do everything yeah. else. She can do watercolor paint. Uh, um, yeah, or anything else, and she had blue eyes, but, uh, so she looked, she fit into the role, but obviously she couldn't play the piano, the one, uh, the one weakness there. And this is when she admits that she's a spy. Is this earned? I mean, like, would we, I, I don't know, because, because, because we keep on trying to get in different universes to where, what if this happened, or what if she wasn't a spy, but I mean, like, I mean, like, do we like the fact that, yep, she's a straight-up spy, this is happening, and she's evil? I think it, it, this movie slowly turned from that into another arcing story or the main story, which, which is a love story. Like, that's that's kind of what it is, too, is that throughout all of this, through this ugly war and these these two sides fighting together – they still have this thing that they thought could work. 
but obviously it didn't. By the way, how awesome were the scenes, which are historically accurate, when the Germans are bombing London, and everybody just went about their day. They they just you know people walked through London. They just you know went back went to work. Said yeah, we're open. We're just operating here now. And they still had their parties and stuff when the bombing and when the bombing raids would come, they'd go outside and watch it. Like that, no, that's historically accurate. Number one, but number two, I thought it was really cool. It's the first time I've ever seen that in anything other than like old World War II documentaries. Yeah, no, yeah, I thought it was interesting too. Because don't you wish we did that, right? Oh my God, <laughs> you know, hey, let's all go out and drink margaritas. Oh no, that's a... no, we we go find our safe space and hide. <laughs> The only other movie I can remember off the top of my head that had something – I mean, I'm sure there's many movies that had that, but uh, Atonement, yeah. I think, uh, was another movie oh. like that. Depressing movie. No, but... I mean, now, wouldn't you think that she would be af- more afraid of her, you know, her – I guess you would say comrades, but, you know, not Russian. But, you know, I'm trying to say, like, okay, he knows I'm a spy. I'm a fucking spy. Oh, God. I broke the one thing I'm not supposed to do was fall in love with the enemy. They're going to come kill me. Um, well, I mean, they just, like, he, he basically, they're sitting at dinner, and she's, like, trying to show her, show herself off, and, and he's, like, he basically says, don't you know, you, we don't, you don't fuck people in the field, it doesn't happen, you can't do it, and then he's, and then all of a sudden, he's just not stone cold anymore about it, so, I mean, the love story doesn't really build, it just sort of is there, you know, they, after, and he, and he's super excited, like a little kid, when she finally gets her, her citizenship and everything, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you would think that they would have added something in there along the lines of, well, you know, if you do this, like, they're going to know who you are, and they're definitely going to come, come after you and your family and her, and her. Right? I mean, like, I mean, like, that's like, that's like rule one as a spy, right? Don't fall in love with the enemy. I mean, James Bond has taught us anything. You just fuck them. Yeah. But you don't fall in love and have a kid. Well, Right. But that was her weakness when she first ex- exposed or when she first told them just that she uses real emotions. And it shown uh, it showed in the first part when they were doing the assassination and she let her friend live. Mm-hmm. You remember she, That's true. They, so she's she not shot a very the, good spy then. She shot the husband, <laughs> but <laughs> she <laughs> let her friend live. Well, I mean, that that's the rough part is that she's she's not completely stone cold. You know, I mean, she she uses the emotion because it is the key to being a good spy. But everyone's human, and a mother, you know, is definitely has that uh, hard oh, hurdle and, too. And when they're giving, when she gives birth in the middle of an air raid, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's a that's a great scene. That's a that's a pretty powerful scene. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what happened to Gene and I when Riley was born. It was <laughs> fucking crazy. You know, in the I, middle of an air raid. Yeah. Where were you were you in Aleppo or something? We were in we were in Ohio. <laughs> That's when the Canadians attacked. Yeah. The the Toledo <laughs> war between Michigan and Toledo and Ohio. Canada and Canada and Toledo. <laughs> yeah. I don't live in Toledo and shut up. You live in a Toledo suburb, you get Toledo news stations, you fucking live in Toledo. All right, fine. It's like it's like if I say you live in Pennsylvania, not Pennsylvania, but Philadelphia. You don't live in Philadelphia, Ed. I, I live nine hours away from Philadelphia. We're going. We're, you can go to Toledo for lunch if you want. There you okay, go. Well, you how there. far away from how far how far away are you from Pittsburgh? Like an hour. Well, well then, fuck off then. 
<laughs> I'm tech, I live in a Pittsburgh market. Yeah, well, whatever. We're getting fuck way you. off the topic here. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck you and your Steelers. So um, I'm a Browns fan, so. That's a whole other show. Oh, my right God. Um, so do, is it deserving that she shot herself? Did we want that moment? I didn't really want I, that. I, I expected that. I, I kind of saw that, that coming just because they, you had this escape coming and like certain drawbacks to when they first started, when they first were leaving the assassination at the start of the movie – and she looks back and she's like, nobody's following us. We're going to live. And there's that glimmer yeah. of hope that they that they have, you know. But, you know, certain things added together. Him putting the, the gun in the glove box or the plane not starting. And you're just like, okay, like, I can kind of yeah. see how this is going because she's going to, yeah, be like, well, both of us can't die. We have a, we have a daughter. How bad of a spy is he, by the way, to where he didn't have enough planned to where he wasn't going to have somebody on the inside and starting the plane for him already? I mean, it was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing, though, wasn't it? Didn't he, like... Well, I mean, he sort of knew what was <laughs> happening. You'd think he'd have a backup plan just in case. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if he, he spent the whole weekend trying to make trying to disprove it. So he knew it was coming. He saw everything coming together. Rather than fly to France... Don't you think he'd have a buddy who'd be he'd be like, listen, can you make sure this plane on this day possibly might work at this time? Mm-hmm. Like, I, make sure it's got gas in it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I 100% agree. Whatever. For the purpose of the movie, though, obviously it couldn't happen that way. It needed to be this yeah. this, this tragic ending. Well, <laughs> it, 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 see, that's where my biggest gripe is. Why do we have to have this tragic ending? Like, can't we just have it be, you know, they both beat the bad guy, quote unquote, and they can live their life with their daughter, and then her daughter discovers the truth, and then she kills them. I don't know, something like no, that. But because I mean, like, happily ever after wouldn't work in this movie. If they left, then if they escaped, then they would constantly be hunted. They would always have to keep moving. They would always be hunted. And technically, the Nazis would have won if they had gotten away. So that's not good. Technically, well, well they would have won this little sm- smidgen of thing. You know what I mean? I mean like, yeah, I mean, she Nazis was working anyway. for the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, you got the sequel, which would be. Oh, stop it! You know them, them going after Hitler. Reality. You know? <laughs> yeah, reality. Real, I, I think that was Fury. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you know, and then they, you know, and then they kill Hitler. It's completely fine. Got them Nazis. I'm gonna go kill me some Nazis. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Is that when is that, that was... when he turns into Aldo Ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, of course, you know, and then, uh, of course, the movie ends, you know, on a, oh, no, you know, like, you know, uh, Anna, the daughter, is reading the note that, you know, uh, that she wrote about how, uh, about how her mom wrote about how she was actually a spy, and she would hope her daughter would read it one day. I'm like, really? You would know that? It's like, I'll never write a daughter one day and said, "Hey, just so you know, I fucked like twenty bitches." Just so you know, <laughs> you know, like I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, why would you admit that? I don't. Understand well, if why you, you knew, would... if you knew that your that you couldn't raise your daughter anymore, like, wouldn't you want to make sure that she knew the truth, realistically? Yeah. Like, so that's what leave she was me... doing, and she was just saying, "I didn't leave you because I don't love you. I left you because I love you." Yeah, but couldn't Brad Pitt say that? I mean, like, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, who writes a letter even back then? You know, I would write a letter. This is my dying wish, and the person would go, "Okay." 
and then you know flush it down the toilet or something. Or, or, or the movie. I think she she knew the the jig was up. Yeah. Sure, but it's like you know, like grab her. You're like your dying wish. Go home and I'm dying, but I'm a spy. I love you. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I, I think just... it's just. They, they, you know, they were trying. They, it was difficult for them, you know. Like it, obviously, they didn't want this to happen, and they didn't really reflect a lot on her and what she was going through. If there was any turmoil with her, uh, if she was pressured into doing this, so we couldn't relate it too much to her. Well, they, they, so, well, they, they sort of tried to. They tried to because they said that, uh, like those people found her. Like the, the the nanny, and then the dude with the and then the the dude with the pipe. Like they they found her, and they threatened to kill her and the baby and him. So they Which sort of a, they uh, sort of they gave you that like she had to do it because they threatened to kill the baby. Which yeah. which is which is fine, but it's just like eh, whatever. I mean, all right. Well, you know, let's get into recommendations because we have some announcements. Uh, Ed, do you recommend Allied? You know, I'll be honest with you. I have to see it again because my, I said my my theater experience was so awful that like I went out of it hating the the experience, therefore disliking the movie. But after I was talking and then rethinking some of the movie, other than the fact that I thought Brad Pitt sucked, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I mean, I would recommend it like when it comes on Netflix and you can sit there and watch it more so than I would going back to the theater. Because you don't want some fat asshole in a Dallas Cowboys hat in the theater that that his wife drug him to and made him leave his cell phone at home and he let make sure everybody in the fucking theater knew it. But uh, anyway, wow. <laughs> I would. Uh, I I mean I, I'd recommend that like stream it. You know I don't know about doing that rating system anymore. But I yeah I mean yeah I recommend it. Okay, uh, Eric, do you recommend Allied? Uh, I call this movie an airplane movie. Um, oh, another one. Yeah, it's just it's like it's enjoyable to watch. I I did enjoy it. Um, it was it was story moved along. It, it needed to get where it needed to go, or wanted to go. The the characters did a very good job acting. I I think it was uh, everything was, was was good. You know, there were a few questions that I had, but all in all, in, enjoyable. Um, it but again. I've seen it once. I have no desire or rush to go see it again. If it's on, yeah, I'll probably leave it on. But yeah, it, it deserves a watch. Does it deserve any more than that? That's up to you. But I, I'd say it's worth it's worth a watch. Well, and I'm going to say I will not recommend this. Five stars. I, I, I say three or five. Like if 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 it needs to be a rating, it's like it's meh. It's right down the middle. Yeah. Um, for me, it's definitely a not recommend. Uh, um, this movie's not that really okay. You know what? Simple, short, sweet. This movie's vanilla. Uh, it's just another Brad Pitt World, World War II movie. Uh, it's a very generic story, which I said earlier, which was fine because I enjoyed it because it's not like you know a super mega twist where it's like aliens are actually Nazis or something like that, like these movies nowadays have. But it's 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 very vanilla, and I can see why people didn't have an interest in it, and why Bad Santa too beat it in the box office. <laughs> it's just people don't want to see this. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we're just, just disagreeing with you here. It just it just wasn't that great. It was fine. It was just fine. But uh, that concludes our our review of Allied. We have an interesting schedule for us the year, folks. Before you do uh, that, I just want to I just want to say real quick, Jordan, 
recently, a uh, one of my favorite actors of all time. I just want to pay honor to him. Ron Glass passed away. Um, one of my favorite characters in one of my great favorite TV shows of all time, Firefly. Uh, everybody, people know him from probably from like Barney Miller and stuff like that. But uh, you know, he was he was one of my favorite actors of all time. I just want to say rest in peace to him. All right, Pete. Oh, oh my God. Okay, how did he die? It was just, I mean, he was old, but, uh, you know, just sort of thinking about it. The reason I wanted to bring it in was he's in, in Firefly. He had one of my favorite sayings of all time, and I can apply it to here. He said uh, people, he, he said it was referring to somebody else. You're going to go, you're going to go to a special level of, of hell when yeah. they reserve for child molesters and people who talk in the theater, which is where <laughs> nice. that fucking asshole is going to go. But rest in peace, uh, Ron Glass. Fair enough. Um, we do have. Three episodes left of 2016, if you guys can believe it or not. And fans, this is for you. Special announcement here. Uh, our next episode is going to be our one-year episode. This is going to be fun. i got a lot of plans for it. We will not be reviewing a new movie, really. We're going to talk about all the movies we reviewed for the year, what was our best episodes that we enjoyed, what was our least favorite episodes we enjoyed, best movies, worst movies, and for the first time, we are recording it live together. So that's going to be really fun because if you don't know by now, I'm in Ohio, Eric's in Michigan, and Ed's in Pennsylvania. So we're all going to be joining at my house to be doing our episode live, which I'm excited. Margaritas. Rust Bell representing Margarita. here, huh, boys? <laughs> right? After our one-year special episode, we got to go back to where we first started. And we're going to be reviewing Star Wars Rogue One. Which yep. I'm going opening day. Oh, God. I, I think we all wait. are. Yeah. And after Rogue One, we're going to end 2016, which we were confused. We And I wanted to let the and I want to let you, the fans, know this. We were confused. It was either Assassin's Creed or Passengers, and it looks like Passengers won. It looks like we're going to be doing that instead of Assassin's Creed. It's got two very hot people in that movie. Three of you. And I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm excited as hell for Passengers, more than Assassin's Creed. So we're going to be ending the year with Passengers, but I'm excited for that one. Um, if you haven't got a chance to check out the new revamped site, check out movieguyspodcast.com. It has been updated, and it looks beautiful, awesome. and it's it's very cool. So, yeah, check that out. And also, too, uh, we will be doing it in 2017 with our first review, but we're going to create a new rating system that makes more sense, I think. A more concrete instead of recommend. Let's do it. So we're going to be talking that as well. But other than that, um, Eric and Ed, do you know the first movie that we are reviewing in 2017? And then I'll end the show on that note. Uh, no. Do you, guys want me to, <laughs> do you guys want me to destroy your 2017 year already? Uh, oh, God. How about this? I will name the first two that we're seeing in January. Is we it? are reviewing Underworld Blood Wars. Oh, Jesus. And Triple X Return of Xander King. Oh, Jesus. Man. So there's really nothing coming out in the next two months? No. And at the end of January, Resident Evil Final Chapter. <sighs> Holy <laughs> shit, man. God, there needs to be uh, like we need to. I call it now. Where you need to have all our fans call out there in Hollywood. Have all call is every single day. Have at least one movie a month come out that we can actually go and watch. 
please. Hey guys, you know what? February, March looks good. I mean, like in February, we got the uh, we got rings. We got the Lego Batman movie we're going to be reviewing. Oh, I'll tear that one fucking apart, dude. Oh my god, I'm going to tear uh, that one apart. I everything is awesome. Who thinks that Lego movie was a good movie and then it got shunned in the Oscars? No, man. Like that movie did not. Oh, uh, um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I people talking up that movie like it's like it's the next best fucking finding Nemo. It's like you oh that movie Ooh god damn that movie I hated that movie. <laughs> and of course everything you know, is March, awesome. I hated that movie. God damn it was You know what also is awesome? What's in that? March we got two but of course everything is pending to change, but in March we got Beauty of the Beast and Power Rangers. All right. so I'm pretty really, pumped for both of those. I'm pretty pumped for those. Slowly getting back into it, so we'll see how. You know, and then in May we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. All right, we're we're, mm-hmm. we're getting that way ahead of ourselves, though. Yeah. I know. So we got tons of movies. Anyway, I went on because I I already have 2017. Wonder done. Woman. I'm 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 that much of a. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. But yes, we're starting 2017 with Underworld, Blood Wars. So good luck with that one. So, uh, but uh, again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com. If you want to search for us, go to iTunes, type Movie Guys Podcast, or check out Be Real Network. B R E. Ooh, B R E E L. I just, oh, God, I had there a B- <laughs> <laughs> uh, But check out B R E E L uh, Network.com. You can check out this show and many others, such as Podcast, uh, Underground Hot Pot. Uh, hey, I like that game, Basement Condition, and For Distraction, and many more. So uh, make sure to check those out as well at BeRealNetwork.com. But Eric and Ed, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it, guys. See ya. Have a good night.